Welcome to Textonation. Joining us is Tony Dorman, the CEO of a company called Electronic Caregiver. Thank you for joining us, Tony. Thank you, Fred. Great to be here. We're going to talk about what you're showing off at the Consumer Electronics Show in just a second. But first, a little bit of background about Electronic Caregiver. I guess the name is a tip-off. The name is the name is a tip-off. We are about uh, virtual care and health management through technology and connected uh, home solutions. We founded in 2009. We had a big vision. The vision was to create a smart health home that was quick and easy to set up, but complex and capable in the way that it would help manage people's treatment plans, evaluate and assess their plans of care and the performance and outcomes of their plan of care, and to be able to do some passive ongoing assessment. And that was something that was a very big ambition because you get into so many different types of resources. There's the machine learning. There's the connectivity. We've got things that work with Bluetooth and a long-range radio and all the IoT connectivity, and we're using a mixed reality engine to project a user interface that's an actual 3D virtual caregiver that you need to be able to project into different touch screens throughout the house. And all of this has to come together in a capable, synchronized, secure environment in the residence. And it's got to be rock solid. So we've been through, you know, people said, what's, how are you going to get this done? But so we're going to work with a local university, create a uh, geriatric research and motion analysis lab. We're going to mobilize it, deploy it coast to coast, work with hundreds of physicians and screen thousands of uh, individuals and patients. We're going to incorporate technology from Google, devices from Microsoft, Orbeck, Intel, Amazon, run parallel data sets through a traditional motion analysis lab. We're going to have some wearables. We're going to peer review, and we're going to start identifying what the right mix of technology needs to be to get user utilization and adoption and the efficacy. And then we're going to launch a sequence of three products. Product number one will be kind of a quantum leap ahead of old medical alert systems to provide, you know, a redundant way of getting emergency response, it'll do some activity detection, it'll help with medication management, and it'll tie into a telehealth service. We're going to step that up into a Medicare reimbursed solution for advanced remote patient monitoring, where we're monitoring vitals. But unlike apps on tablets and mobile devices, we don't put people summing through menus and icons and having frustration with Bluetooth connectivity. So this thing's going to talk to you. It's going to be all one touch. It's going to have the telehealth, emergency response, med reminders. But we're going to remind them to take a vitals reading. And we're going to know that they acknowledged it. And then we're going to know they actually took the reading. And if the reading's out of threshold, we're going to get this thing tied into the health network. And we're going to know if they're out of tolerance and be able to connect the provider to family member, any professional caregivers, the patient into a seamless 
coordinated continuum of care, which meant that there would be some apps for various external users, clinical portals, all had to be seamless with workflows with our provider partners. And here's what Silicon Valley said. You're crazy. He said, hey, first of all, how would you manage this? We said, well, we're going to build a proprietary enterprise solution. So they just went down the list and said, you're going to burn $150 million trying to get that clinical research study done coast to coast. You're going to, build 80, you're going to burn 80 million bucks easy trying to build an enterprise solution you haven't built before. And then you're going to try to launch three different products leading to this third, this dynamic virtual caregiver. It puts like a virtual nurse that's natural language processing, mixed reality, visual sensing, you know, a lot of different AI components into a hardware configuration, a home with these touchscreens and far field mics and everything else. They said, this is a three to $500 million proposition. And you're never going to get there. You need to focus on one thing and do it well. And we said, we are, we're going to do it in sequence, but everybody's done one thing. The reality is they're not doing the one thing well. And somebody's got to do it all. So we told them, you know, we'd get it done for 50 to 60 million with a lot of collaboration with partners. 10 years later, we did all of that and more. And so we what you're showing a, off, you're showing yeah. off is something that you're calling Addison. And Addison, Addison Care. Care. Well, Addison Care is the big conclusion to a long R&D cycle, uh, millions of man hours and collaboration with some of the biggest technology companies in the world. So describe is, it for us from a consumer's perspective. What will this mean? What, what will Addison Care bring? So I think the most important thing is to look at where the, where the pain points are from the provider side to the caregiver side to the patient side in the cost of care, the gaps in care, the conflicts of care. And right now we have an issue where chronic disease management is about 80% of our spending. It's very expensive and people have been trying to come up with a way of effectively extending care outside of the doctor's four walls into the home. And it always comes down to labor. Labor is expensive and labor comes with gaps. So does telehealth, right? So I can try to self-triage on a mobile app, which isn't good for most medicated, sick, aging, memory impaired people or people that just, you know, the utilization drops off after a few weeks dramatically. So, and, and, and when you get a telehealth engagement, that's more for, you know, these specific events. We need to start looking at it from more of a predictive um, you know, perspective, early identification, not waiting until, you know, we've already got complications or an event. So the difference with what we're doing is we're going to look at a new, uh, more affordable way of managing the continuum of care for chronically ill patients. We're going to resolve a caregiver crisis. Right now we have about 50 million informal Familiar, usually caregivers, they provide about 30 billion hours a year of care. There isn't a lot of support for them. Their rate of stress-related illnesses is now impacting the insurance industry in a big way. About 40% of people caring for a patient who has a severe cognitive disorder 
die before the actual patient does. They try to go to affordable caregiving and on a, a, a strict labor basis, it's too expensive. The average price is 20 to $30 an hour. So just four hours a day, five out of seven days a week to care for mom or dad or look over a chronically ill child is beyond the reach of 97% of our U.S. population that can't afford it. So what we said is we don't want to take the people, the skill, and the talent out. What we want to do is augment live care. And we want to be the solution to extend that care from the doctor's office to the home. So we created a virtual caregiving system. And we started with what are the things that we need to see? We looked at statistically what's happening. There were a few things that were radiating glaring figures. 50% of all treatment failures are attributed to non-adherence. It's a $300 billion a year problem, but bigger than that, it's half of treatment failures. People come home with their post-heart attack checklist or complex regimens for their respiratory disease combined with their diabetes, and they don't follow through. They forget to do their rehab. They forget to take their medications on time. They forget to check certain readings so we can get early identification. And very often, they'll say now that in the medical industry that 70% of people by the time they get home are confused about what they heard two hours ago from the discharge nurse on the way out of a hospital. So we thought, all right, so adherence is number one. Then, obviously, monitoring vitals. We have to do that more effectively. We have to coordinate and layer in encouragement and support because the entire health industry says that non-adherence is a big problem tied to the difficulty of getting an individual to change behavior. They will if there's a lot of support, but they won't if you pull the support in their home, kind of in their own environment, in their own distractions and own routines. So what, you know, as important as being able to summons emergency response, Yes, we've added a telehealth component to Addison for physician on demand. We've all of the things that you would expect from kind of a remote patient monitoring and telehealth perspective. The difference was the user interface. And we started with voice back in 2014. I think we were the first one to write a health skill for med reminders for Alexa. We went back and we said, we need more. I can't fall in love and have a relationship with a speaker girl. So we want to do something ambitious. We want to have natural language processing. We want to connect it into, you know, our entire back end and all of these peripherals and have this great IoT solution. But we want the technology to come alive. We want the voice to have a face, eyes, a body. I want that to live in its own scene. I want that scene to match my scene. So if I put a touch screen on the counter, I want a virtual 3D caregiver to come up. I want her to be Disney Pixar sweet spot quality. Meaning if it's not real believable enough, it gets no respect. 
if it looks too real, it feels too invasive and people feel watched. We want this to be something that creates a childlike enthusiasm, whether it's a child patient or an older adult. We want her to be able to work with objects in the scene. I want to be able to load 50 new orthopedic rehab routines, and I want to be able to deploy them to patients on a personalized basis nationwide. And I don't want an army of 200 animators doing it the old way and having to upload and download and render all these files. So, you know, these are ambitious things, right? Well, you, you've made so, a great uh, deal of progress. It sure looks like, and people can see it with the video you have on, on your website uh, for Addison Care at electroniccaregiver.com. I encourage people to, to take a look at that. It's a great example. I guess the, the question is, when, when does this become available and do you have an idea? I, I guess there'll probably be varied types of pricing uh, for a subscription. So, yeah. So we have all kinds of different pricing. It's based on a, a small set of fee of a couple hundred dollars. And then we amortize the cost of most of this equipment across a service plan where people pay a monthly fee that's 90% less than what it costs them for traditional live care but they've got 24 seven support. So Addison is, her entire architecture now is actually behind our systems that are serving thousands of patients coast to coast, including those met, reimbursed by Medicare, that's happening today. The update with the virtual caregiver and all of these additional features that include behavioral health, chronic care, child patient features, uh, vitals collection, fall risk assessment. When we do rehab, she demonstrates the rehab and measures your performance. If she reminds you to take a medication, she's looking to see the indications if you took them and then following up to see if there was an adverse drug re reaction that materializes shortly after maybe a medication change. Very capable. So that is what we're demonstrating at CES 2020. People are going to be able to see Addison and her new fluid scenes in a production model, not like last year's prototype. We've actually integrated a lot of Alexa features, although Addison is on a different architecture within AWS. She's, uh, so they'll see all of her ability to collect six, six different vitals, handle all of the medication management. They can joke with her and get a you know, sense of her personality. And then they can see how we're going to market. We have a national network of home care providers we're working with hospitals, both in structured clinical research programs, as well as uh, preparing to start onboarding patients with the updated Addison, which comes with these how, touch how screens. How soon do you expect to have, uh, have that out there? With uh, second quarter, it? second quarter, she's going out for uh, sequenced releases across about seven states, and she'll be available uh, nationwide by the time we get to about the end of the third quarter. Terrific. And, and again, it, the, the website for people to check it out is uh, electroniccaregiver.com. Really terrific stuff. A lot of artificial intelligence and so much behind this. We really congratulate you on, on what you're doing here. Yeah, it was a lot of work. We did it for the tenth of what they said uh, that it would cost. But I think the most important part is that, you know, the tech industry will say, you know, fail fast and learn quick. You can't do that in healthcare. We, it took 10 years 
it took almost $60 million. It took tens of millions of dollars and millions of man hours from our partners. And, you know, you have to test, test, simulate uh, again and again and again the artificial intelligence uh, components here. There's, you know, reinforcement learning and more of your traditional machine learning. And now we're talking about leveraging some of the quantum computing with AWS. And we've given them an assessment of specifically how we would use this for certain analytics in the healthcare. It is a complicated, complicated thing. I'm proud of where we, what we've done in the last decade. But I think what you see in the next, you know, three to five years is going to be transformational for health and care. Taking, taking digital health care to a, to a different level. Again, the website is electroniccaregiver.com. Look for Addison Care there. Check out the video. Tony Dorman, thank you so much for taking the time with us. All right. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Now this. How many companies out there have continued to innovate when it comes to building a better radio? I'm Fred Fishkin, host of Textination, and I'm here to tell you about the new CC SkyWave SSB radio from the wonderful people at C-Crane. Bob and his crew really love radio, and it shows in this new compact model that is packed with features. Beyond great AM and FM reception and sound, you can tune into shortwave signals from around the world. Listen to ham radio operators, aviation, and more. It's the radio you'll turn to every day, and in emergencies. It will run for nearly three days on just two AA batteries. Pair the sleep timer with the new Soft Speaker 3, and you've got the perfect radio for your nightstand. Of course, it can wake you up too. Click on Crane at textination.com and put in the code TEXTINATION for a free flashlight with your order. They love radio, and you'll love Crane.